Welcome back to another episode of X Talking Ish with your boy X. And your boy Ish. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the little delay from his from his trip, so oh, please don't mind him. He's he's uh still a little a little late from nah. the, the, the long trip he had. Nah, never that. Just building the suspense, you know. Something like that. Something like that. Alright, let's go ahead, of course, get into the uh the swing of things over here. You know what to do if you are on Facebook, please make sure you go ahead and like and share this broadcast. If you are on our Facebook page, please make sure you go ahead and like that for us. And as well, if you are on YouTube, please make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button for us so more people can check out this show and also go ahead and hit that notification bell for shows like this in the future. Thank you for that. I've had to do that for you the last couple of shows. Man. And if you are on Twitter, please go ahead and hit us up on Twitter at X Talking Ish. You can go ahead and check out our Periscope stream, which I've already retreated on my personal page on on uh, Twitter. Alrighty then, Ish, we've missed you on here on X Talking Ish. The people have missed you. They've they've wanted to see your beautiful chocolate face and talk about some beautiful football of your analytic mindset. With that being said, let's go ahead and get right to where we picked up off from last night. This very surprising Monday Night Football game between the Rams and the 49ers. Most people, most betters, and most, mostly everyone, of course, with the acquisitions of Von Miller and Odom Beckham Jr. A lot of people assume that the Rams were going to use that talent to take care of business against the 49ers because of the 49ers are kind of been lipping this, this whole season. And it seemed like the 49ers at the moment for the last couple of years now has the Rams number. And uh, coming into that game, the 49ers were 5-0 and against that against the Rams. And now they are 6-0 and uh, with the win that they had on Monday Night Football. Ish, my question to you, because I spoke about this on Monday Night Football, on the Monday Night Football show. Just because you have talent, it doesn't always necessarily means that you are guaranteed wins, especially in National Football League. Are the Rams putting a little too much on their plate with all this talent that they're getting? Are they just, of course, making sure that these new pieces fit in on both sides of the ball? Let me hear what you got to say, Ish. No, I think it, I definitely think it's the curse of Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, um, I mean, I just think that he's gone to Cleveland, and we talked about the talent that they had on that offense and how, oh, man, look at the weapons. This is going to be a great addition. And then he went up there. He went up there, and it just didn't work out. And they, for some reason, appeared to play better every time he was out. Um, and now he goes to uh, he goes to L.A. and all of a sudden they they drop this game. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, ah, OBJ, you might be cursed, my man. Um, that pick, I mean, obviously there was that interception where there was the miscommunication early on. Um, to me, what concerned me about that is the presence of OBJ. Is he going to demand balls th- um, that get thrown to him and Matt Stafford going to try to force balls in there um, just to try to appease him? That's one concern that I have with this acquisition. 
I feel like Matt Stafford really didn't need OBJ when you had Cooper Cup, um, you know, doing what he did. I now, you know, now knowing that Robert Woods tore his ACL um, the same day that they acquired OBJ, it, it looks like he's going to be able to slot into that position. But you got to think about it from a standpoint of OBJ demands more attention than a Robert Woods does to me because his name is a lot bigger. There's a lot higher expectations from him. The signing was a lot, um, you know, it was heralded from a lot of people, um, covered by a lot of outlets. So, yeah, I'm a little concerned about the about the offensive side. On the defensive side, I'm not concerned at all. I think uh, adding Von Miller only helps this defense more. It, um, you know, helps uh, Aaron Donald out. It uh, takes some of that pressure off of him. It's going to allow him to get a little bit more opportunities to make plays. Von Miller's going to be able to make plays. And a better rush also helps the secondary with uh, Jalen Ramsey, um, you know, and those guys. So on the defensive side, I'm not worried. It's the offensive side that worries me because of Matt Stafford and his past. Um, you know, throwing interceptions and everything, and then uh, the curse of OBJ. Well, it seems like even though uh, you're not worried on defensive side of the ball, it seemed like George Kittle was definitely not worried of, of uh, Von Miller. If you saw really? that tape, uh, he definitely put, put <laughs> yeah, him on yeah. his back. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. hey, Von no. Miller's that guy, but George Kittle, he's that guy too, and he definitely took care of business, at least on that play. Uh, I will piggyback off what you're talking about with OBJ being forced balls. I mean, let's remind everybody the first play of the game was a pass to OBJ. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that they're forcing balls to OBJ, but it's easy to say as an NFL analyst that's on ESPN or guys like us that's speaking on YouTube, it's easy to say, oh, now that Robert Woods is hurt, OBJ can just easily slide right into there and just pick up where Robert was left off. That's not necessarily the case at all. First of all, they're two different receivers. Robert Woods and OBJ are two different types of raw receivers that the things that Robert Woods do, OBJ just does not do those types of things. And it's not a knock on OBJ. It's just... He's just not that guy. That, that, that guy. And one thing that you said as well, Ish is the name recognition and we got this I'm, I'm so serious right now i'm so serious when it comes to guys like odell beckham jr deshaun jackson julio mm. jones um i mean I, the list goes on and on when it comes to just because your name is your name and you scared defenses in the past or vice versa defensive players have scared jj Watt. you know just because your name has scared people in the past we're in 2021 and we have to understand and realize that, yeah, you did things in 2013, 2015, 2017, but unfortunately, you're not the guy you used to be. I know people don't want to hear that, but let's remind people with Odell Beckham Jr. with the Browns for three years, you only scored seven touchdowns. I'm not saying Odell is a bum. I'm not saying he's trash. I'm not saying any of that. But there is something going on. There is something wrong with just the whole makeup of what I, I feel like OBJ is trying to do. I think he's somebody that wants to contribute in with the Rams. I think he wants to be somebody that wants to fit in. I don't think he's there to try to cause any quote-unquote trouble or anything like that. I just feel like the same way I see with the, with the Los Angeles Lakers – 
When it comes to adding a guy like Russell Westbrook, you know he's going to come in and, and play 110%. You know he needs the ball. You know, And it messes up what you already do. That's kind of what I see for OBJ is like the Rams don't really need you. But they decided to pick you up because you're a great talent and we feel and they feel like that you can contribute. But in reality, this offense can run without you. And that's what is also looking like in Cleveland as well, too. So for OBJ, that's why a lot of people felt like maybe New England was a was a better option. Maybe a place maybe again, I could be wrong, but maybe a place like Pittsburgh would have been a better option. You know, so New with Orleans the, would have been New Orleans, you know, it's just so even though it's week one, I'm not going to read too much into it with him being there with the Rams week one. Let's see how things play out in about four more weeks, and we'll see what happens. But right now at the moment, it's just not its just not working. It just doesn't seem like this is going to work. We could be wrong in about five weeks. We'll see what happens. All right, let's go to the comment section right quick. Randy Daniels, my guy, of course, went to the Kansas City in uh, Las Vegas Raiders game, and I know he had a lot more beer in him than he had uh, water, so I hope you're hydrating now that you're back in your homeland. He says, I bet the, four, the 49ers. So if you did do that, Randy, I know you had a nice little come up. Shout out to the Rubber Show. He says, sip, sip. Yes, we're sipping on the good old H2O right over here, baby. Nothing but agua. Got to keep yourself hydrated over here. And as well, Cody Chapman. Shout out to Cody. He says, X and Ish was good, fellas. He also says, one week, guys, give them a time to build a little chemistry. No, I, I, I agree with you, Cody. You know, everybody can't have chemistry just, you know, right off top of the bat like it, like, you know, like a Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, right? You know, everybody can't have that type of chemistry. But if you're a, if you're supposed to be an elite receiver, a Hall of Fame type of receiver, a receiver that's generational type of right receiver that everybody wants to keep putting OBJ as, you got to come in there and make a splash. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, I think that they definitely need time to gel. There's definitely something to be said about the chemistry part. But that my concern is not the chemistry part. My concern is the uh, the forcing of balls. Because even once they get chemistry, if you're still trying to force balls to OBJ, then it's only going to result in bad situations. And we saw in Cleveland what was going on when OBJ was on the field. They were trying to get him the ball in bad spots until it just got to the point where Baker Mayfield wasn't really looking at him, right? Or he became his third, fourth progression read. So, uh, you know, that's what I'm waiting to see. I understand they need time to, you know, he has to learn the playbook. He has to learn how to play with Matt Stafford, how to play with some of these other guys on the offense. But at the same time, it can't turn into a situation of, because he's playing for a contract, because he's playing to, you know, um, I guess, write the, the ship, write his career, um, clear his name or whatever. Um, it can't turn into a situation where you're trying to force the ball to him in these bad spots um, and and receptions are going to happen. It's going to cost it'll cost them games. If that if that's what happens, so let's wait and see. Hopefully, he just turns into a good role player. Let's uh, get to this comment from Lee. I'm sorry, Lee, but I'm gonna have to disagree with you on this one. He says, "Dude was there three days and played 20 snaps. Relax." I agree with y'all. Are saying though they have a bye week in uh, this week, so in two weeks we better see a little more. Look, I got you, Lee. I'm not saying that he was there for three weeks and did play. I know he was only there for three days. I got that part. My our 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 what we're saying is that 
if you do know that this guy's only been there for three days, why are we forcing things to him? That's exactly like Lee. You're exactly you're pointing out exactly what we're trying to say is like you you got this new shiny toy and the Rams want to play with them. Like that is no stop trying. Why you for why are you trying to mess up what you already got going on? You you gently add him in and then you keep continue to keep doing. Can I use can I use as an example? Not not because they're not because they're my team. But anytime the Chiefs add some of these like big names that Josh Gordon big, and Josh Gordon, guys Levy, yeah. Bell, LaShawn McCoy, you never see them throw these guys immediately in to play in these games. Like even with Robert Woods injury, the way that Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup has been playing together, I don't see why it became a situation where they first play of the game, you taking a shot with OBJ. Like that's that's not it for me. Like, I understand you happy you brought this guy in, but this is what I'm talking about as far as, like, they may start forcing balls to him, trying to draw these plays or call these plays for him when it's like, bruh, like, just relax. Let the game come Let to him. Let the game come to him. I don't exactly. see, I don't see the point. Chiefs trying to draw plays up for Josh Gordon to, to score touchdowns. You know why? Because they know they already got players there that are successful. Josh Gordon won't fit in where he fits in, and that's the difference. Like, right now, that's my concern. What I saw is not that I don't believe in the chemistry. What I saw is – they're trying to force these balls to OBJ and trying to show, I guess, prove to the NFL world like they made a good deal, but um, it looked bad. Cause Cody, Co- Cody also says 100%. I don't know if that was the part of the deal or not, though. You saw it with Mahomes past uh, past few weeks when you try to force the good stuff. It makes you look bad as a whole. He also says he's the next Le'Veon Bell with that attitude. Uh, I, I let me finish with this comment right quick. Quick, he also says he actually is starting to remind me of a John Wall in a sense, gonna cash in and seem like a, the team aspect has fallen by that. the wayside. We're definitely not gonna compare him to John Wall. John Wall making 90 million in the next two years to not do nothing. So, ain't nobody <laughs> John Wall at the moment about to be in the ski mask hall of fame for out here stealing where, all this money from Houston. Again? Where did he play? The good oh, old Houston oh, of Rockets. Good old Houston. Yeah, yeah. Good old mm-hmm. Houston. Man, yeah. there's something about yeah. these organizations in Houston. Hey, hey, I I try to tell people, but I'm an idiot. You know how that goes. All right. Anyways, let's go ahead and move on because we're, we're going to talk about this crap forever if if we keep if we stay on this topic. So let's go ahead and get to, I think, a very interesting game. We talked about this in the pre-show-ish. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into uh, a very good game that we just spoke on to a game that was very surprising. The Ravens versus Dolphins. We do not really talk too much about Thursday Night Football because most Thursday Night Football games are pretty whack. Let's be real. But this game was very interesting because I was waiting for the second half Lamar Jackson to get going and it just never happened. And to have the Miami Dolphins, let's just be real, rising from the depths because before these last two weeks, they only had two weeks on the se- on the win- I mean, two win- two wins on the season, and they were playing really, really bad football. Let's be real. Bad, bad football. Quarterback Tua can't stay uh, healthy. Quarterback uh, shuffle. Um, and, and it just didn't seem like the Dolphins, besides what happened last year, it just didn't seem like they were going to be able to bring it together to try to make a run. With them beating the Ravens, I'm not saying that they're going to do that at all, but I'm saying it definitely gives them some type of um, – 
some type of hope within themselves to, to try to no, I'm not even no, it's a real it's a real victory, but it gives them hope in the back half of the schedule to play a lot better because if you do actually look at the Dolphins schedule in this back half, I mean you have the the Jets next week, uh, this upcoming week, you have the Panthers next week, you have the Giants, the Jets, the Saints, the Titans, and the Patriots. It's a it's a it's a doable schedule for you to maybe for you to maybe ha- ha- go nine and eight for you to salvage maybe the season. So what I'm what I'm saying is for the Dolphins, this is a really good win for them. Uh, and the real question is, besides the Dolphins winning this game, is we talked about Lamar Jackson being the midseason MVP. I know I crowned him. I know everybody didn't crown him, but I know I did. Is this something that is this game a a foretelling of what could happen maybe in the future of everything that was working in the past in the beginning of the season, even though you've had all these injuries, they're not going to work in the second half of the season because a lot of these teams know how to shut down what you want to do. Ravens. Do you see more of that happening in the future ish? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, one thing to keep in mind is this Dolphins defense was actually a defense that a lot of people uh, thought really highly of going into the season, and then it just didn't play out the way we expected it to. Uh, yes. Brian Flores last year was being heralded as like a genius uh, just for the way the Dolphins were playing, and then came into this season, and I don't know what changed, but uh, all of a sudden things were not looking the same um as they were last year um so to me this is just you know the dolphins realizing their potential and having uh, uh, one hell of a game one hell of a game plan by brian flores one hell of a game by that defense uh you gotta take your hat off to them uh this is the nfl these are professionals um some of these teams they are likely to have that day and that game where they just play you know they play the right way and that's what happened here for miami one of the one thing that I did take from this game that I was a little confused about, you start Jacoby Brissett, and if Tua was healthy enough to come in in the second half, why why didn't he start the game? He's has been going on for the last two weeks now, though. Like Tua, but, Tua's been uh, Tua's been the backup while Jacoby Brissett's been the starter. But what I'm not understanding is that's, that's are we a, back to this nonsense that from last year when you were half the game Tua plays and then you brought Fitz Magic Fitz in Magic, for half yeah. the game? Like what what is going on with Tua Tungvaloa that this man can't play a full game? Like At what the end is of the day, what's really going on is and nobody wants to really say it because they're trying to protect everybody's feelings is that. The Dolphins are, are going to try to yeah, get to a go. play and and try to maybe get his draft stock. I'm sorry, get his trade stock up. But most likely he won't get traded. They'll probably just let him go. And they're going to most likely try to get Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's really what it's about. And Tua, unfortunately, learning a hard lesson that that his other Alabama quarterbacks aren't really learning at this moment with Mac Jones and the Patriots. And Jalen Hurts might learn it with the Eagles. We have to wait and see what goes on in there. But... This is a part of the business, too. I mean, I know it sounds messed up, but Arizona Cardinals. I'm sorry, Josh Rosen was was a was a guy that got moved on from the Arizona Cardinals when things didn't work out, and Arizona didn't. You know, as you can see now, I don't think they're looking like oh, we made a bad choice. So, not at all. This is a business. This is not. This is not little league football anymore. They people do not care about your feelings. This is about business. And two, I, I understand where you're coming from because you are correct, ish, because Tua is not. At the moment, the franchise guy. You are not Dan Marino. You're not Dan Marino. You're not even. You're not even Brian Greasy. Like you're not. You're not 
a Dolphins quarterback at the moment that people can rely on you being there every weekend. And that's a problem. So we'll see what happens with Tua and the Dolphins. Hopefully they can figure it out ish. But I, I just feel like with the injuries, they they probably want to move along from Tua. So all right, let's go ahead and move along to a game that I feel like needs to get talked about a little bit because on serious no way, on serious no shout out to the Cowboys. And what I'm let me let me finish. Serious note, shout out to the Cowboys because we've had teams in the last couple of weeks that have had success and do Cowboys not know how to. Here you go. Anyways, let me. Cowboys back to the Super Bowl. Here I'm we go. On, I'm back on it. Cowboys to the Super Bowl. Anyways, we've had teams like the Cincinnati Bengals, maybe even the Las Vegas Raiders, um, L.A. Rams, where <laughs> they they are winning games and they are in a position to where. We want to believe in them, and then all of a sudden they end up losing a game they're not supposed to or lose multiple games. And the Cowboys did that last week. Every, every, all the Cowboy haters were waiting for them to drop another game, and they were, and they did that against the Denver Broncos. But this was the game. A lot of people felt like, hey, you know, if, if the Cowboys go on to, oh, here comes the here comes the rug that's going to get pulled beneath their feet. Here, here it comes. But... Shout out to Jerry Jones. I know, I know, uh, nobody talked about this, but Jerry Jones was the one that challenged everybody in the, in the Cowboys organization to say, "Don't let that happen again. Don't if we want to be a championship team, we cannot let that happen again." And here's the thing: a lot of people think just because you have a bad loss in the regular season doesn't mean that you can't be a championship team. And that's not true at all. We saw this last season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they lost a couple of games where they were just like. Why you lose that game? Of course, remember that we do all remember Chicago Bears game where Tom Brady thought it was fourth down when the down was fourth down, and it, it's it's a joke now. But you know, last year they were able to take everything that they learned throughout the season and applied in postseason and been able and was able to make a run. I think ish, and you know this as a football player, you need certain games where you have to look back on and say, "Damn, like." We play bad, but we learn from that game, and we know how we look on a bad day. We know how we look on a good day. We know how we also look when everything is hitting all cylinders. And the Cowboys are learning that they have been able to to hit all of those benchmarks so far, and also how we play when we are successful. They've also been able to hit that benchmark, and and I am impressed with what I'm seeing so far with the Cowboys. The question, the, of course, the question remains is. Do you do this as well in the postseason? That is really what matters. They're most likely going to take the division. Nobody's worried about that anymore. It's just, what are you going to do in the playoffs, Cowboys? Go to the Super Bowl. Okay. Ish? That's all I have to say. Cowboys to the Super Bowl. Nothing else? That's Nothing it. else. Cowboys to the Super Bowl. All right. We got us we got us Cowboy bandwagoner, as y'all can see. Since Houston Houston ain't doing anything, Ish said, I got to get on the other Texas team. I see you. All right, let's get to the comment section right quick before we move on to the next topic. Uh, of course, Napoleon says, facts, what's it's going to be in the post. Hmm? I, think, I, I don't know what Napoleon's trying to say there, <laughs> but um, I will say that, yes, yes, oh, Napoleon, what, what, What's it going to be in the postseason is what he's saying. Oh, okay, okay, in the post. Okay, my bad. You know, you know Napoleon be just creating his own slang and shit. You know, he just like, be – I was I was thinking we was playing. I was I was thinking Dallas Mads. I thought it was Dirk for the fadeaway in the post. I didn't I didn't know what the hell we were talking about at first. All right, let's go ahead and move on. 
with the uh, Bills and Jets. This game really don't have to be talked about too much, but I just want to, of course, give a little shout out to the Bills. The same way with the Cowboys, the Bills have been have been slipping recently. I know the Jets are a team we look at and say it's the Jets, but hey, the Jets have been playing some pretty decent football the last couple of weeks, and for the Bills to come in and take care of business the way they the way that they did. Um, Seriously, though, shout out to them. I don't see them as the team to beat in the AFC. There's a lot of teams that feel that. I'm sorry, a lot of people that feel that the Bills are still that team to beat, even though they lost the head-to-head matchup against Tennessee. That's another story for another day. But the AFC at the moment, of course, Tennessee Titans are the number one seed, and it trickles down to the to Buffalo Bills, the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kansas City Chiefs, and also the New England Patriots. And these next couple of weeks are going to be very, 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 very interesting for a lot of these AFC teams because the Bills and the Patriots will be playing against each other uh, twice in a, in a three-week span. And the Bills, if they are if they are not careful, they're going to go from being the division leader to dropping down to second, I want to say third, but definitely into second place in that division and, and, and losing – the grips on that division, which you wanted to take a hold of last season, you know, which you did, but to be able to really take a hold of the division, you have to do it on consecutive seasons, the way the, the New England Patriots were able to do. And if you let this Bill Belichick led team by Mac Jones, a guy that's just doing everything right, the things that you're not, the things that you're not supposed to do, he's not doing. And if you let this, this team come by and take away the division, it's going to be nightmares for the Buffalo Bills moving forward because this is your best opportunity, bro. Like, it really is. Um, For me, uh, uh, the only thing I have to say about this game is shout-out to the should-have-been number one pick, Mike White, uh, went oh, out there and just, uh, you know, had a, a career day and threw four interceptions uh, because, you know, he should have been the number one pick. That, that was – Bravo, sir. Bravo. I ha- First I of all, you're going to start disrespecting Mike White and his confidence, goddammit. I haven't seen if he said If he like said he's supposed to be the number one pick, he's supposed to be the number one pick, damn it. My guy. I mean, uh, you know, he said he should have been the number one pick and then only proceeded to come out and throw four interceptions. So, again, I have to say bravo to you, sir. Um, well done. That was a, a wonderful game that you played um, with a wonderful quarterback, quarterback rating of 33.4. I mean, who who being could real, do that other than any Joe Schmo off the street? Being so Mike White, you know, we'll, we'll be happy to see uh, Zach Wilson return. I don't think there's a quarterback battle anymore because, uh, yeah, Mister should have been number one pick. But you know, keep keep doing what you're doing, Mike. Uh, we looking we looking out for you. Um, keep proving the haters wrong. I know they were wrong not to pick you number one, and you went out there and you showed them. So, congratulations. First of all, before Zach Wilson got hurt, his ass had plenty of multiple uh, four interception games. So, the quarterback competition is still on in New York. Uh, mm-hmm. If I'm Mike White, I would definitely be out there and saying, hey, let's, let's run this competition because, hey, let's let's do it. And, hey, he played against a really good Bills defense, and it's, it's all good. At least he ain't out there throwing, throwing timid footballs. I want you out there going out I there mean, being scared. Throw that, slang that he, thing, he, baby. Yeah, he really looked like a number one pick to me. That's all, that's all I was. Here I was getting at, bro. Here you go. You done? Are you finished? 
I mean, right. I, 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 I give my shout on. out already. We're going to go ahead and move on because you, uh, you being, you being real childish tonight. That's all I know. You being real childish, sir. All right. The Buccaneers and the Washington football team. This was, of course, ish. This was the game that a lot of people were not expecting the way that it went. Of course, if you didn't watch this game, watch the football team pull off the upset at home against that Bay Buccaneers. Even though they did win the game, they unfortunately had a very, very big loss with losing Chase Young, their young defensive mm. end, for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. So that's definitely something that uh, watch football team will have to, uh, to keep an eye out on moving forward. So if he tore his ACL week 10, most likely it seemed like he might be back around week four, week five of next season if everything goes well. Most likely with Chase Young and his the way that he trains, he's probably going to try to be back by week one of next season. So we'll see what happens with that. But to wrap everything up, Ish, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is this something that is a worry for Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into the second part of this of the season, or is this one of those games where we look at with the with the Dallas Cowboys and say, "Oh, that was a blip on the radar. We learned from it. We can use this to motivate us to a playoff run." Yeah, um, to me, it is uh, similar to the game that we already talked about, the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens, uh, where, you know, this Washington defense last year was the, was, uh, the unit that carried this team as far as they went last year. And coming into the season, I think um, people like you who chose them to win the division – um, they expected this defense to play at this sort of level week in and week out, and we just haven't seen it, right? And then they come up against Tampa Bay, uh, who they did play really well. They played them well in the playoffs, um, even though they didn't win that game. Uh, and they just kind of continued where they left off, and they played another really great game on the defense side of the ball. So to me, you just got to kind of take your hat off. You say, hey, it was a good game plan. These guys really came out. They wanted to play well. They played well. Um, they made the plays when they needed to make the play, make the plays, and they won this game. Like, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from the Washington football team. I think they did what they needed to do. Um, it just hasn't been something that they've been able to consistently do. But this week they did it. For Tampa Bay, you know, um, you take that one on the chin and you keep it moving. Honestly, they're not a team that's even going to worry about this. Obviously, they're going to be disappointed. But at the end of the day, they know – um that their season lies somewhere in the postseason and um right now this is just a formality although although i will say this though you can't have too many more of these situations tampa bay okay i I understand that you're looking to the postseason you're looking at defending your super bowl championship but right now you're only a game ahead of New Orleans. You're sitting at six and three. New Orleans sitting at five and four. You also got the Carolina Panthers. Carolina, Panthers Carolina five five. Yeah. So I mean, this isn't something to play around with because right now all three of those teams are making it into the playoffs at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is not something to play around with. You you need to be careful dropping some of these games um, that really you should be winning. Now, I definitely agree. I want to get to this comment right quick from Lee because I, I was definitely about to bring this up, and I appreciate him for bringing this up. He's talked about the 10-minute drive to score uh, to score a touchdown in that game with something to watch. That was incredible. Bucks whole secondary is hurt. No Gronk, no AB. I think 
I think it's some minor hiccups. Hey, when the Titans don't have Julio and AB and, uh, and, 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 and AJ Brown uh, against the Jets, nobody uh, nobody give us no love. Okay, quiet. I hear it. No, it's all good though. And, no. Anytime the Bucks miss Gronk and AB, it's a, it's an excuse. Okay, no, everybody got injuries. Damn it, everybody in the NFL from the Arizona Cardinals to the Washington Football Team, everybody got injuries. I want to hear that crap. So, with that being said, I will say you definitely have to give props to the Washington football team for that beautiful 10-minute drive because if you want to piss off Brady, that's the way to do it. Leave him on the sideline and have the defense not take care of what you need to take care of, which is doing your job. And majority of times when I watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense play, a lot of times they're just going for that kill shot. It's like they play sound defense. They do. But a lot of times it's like they are they are waiting for that kill shot. And when they don't wrap up and get it, the guy is able to go off for another three to five more yards and pick up a first down. And that's something that will get corrected by defense coordinator Todd Bowles moving forward. I, I don't think that's a problem moving forward. But I, I think that 10-minute drive really is something to take – accountability of as a team and say this will never happen again especially on defense side of the ball because we can't win games if brady don't have the ball in his hand so i think that's everything that happened for the bucks in this game was a great thing for them even though they lost this is a great lesson to learn from this you played crappy you did everything wrong you lost the game learn from it keep moving and, and you know go about it like that all right let's go ahead and move on to Jaguars Colts won't, won't talk about this too long, but uh, ish. I just think with this game, it's very um, interesting to see the Colts continue to keep on surging and, and getting back into the thick of things in the AFC at the moment. They are five and five, and it seems like they are trying to get that seventh or sixth seed to uh. get them that first first round loss in the playoffs, but. Uh, Seriously though, shout out to the shout out to Carson Wentz and and continue to get better week in and week out and and still battle those uh those uh ankle injuries in week one you know so hey I gotta I gotta give props what props to do um yeah for me not too much to say on this game other than here they go again I mean it just seems like every year the Colts somehow in the second half of the season find a way to sneak into the playoffs here they go again. They're going to do it again somehow. They're going to find a way to get some sort of wild card spot. Um, and, I mean, you know, they're 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 a good team. They're a really good team. Um, but at the same time, how? I don't know. To me, they're not a lot of fun to watch. They're not a lot of fun to watch. I don't like them too much. Um, I hope they play against Tennessee in the playoffs and lose. Let's not do that, no. I don't want to play against the Colts. It's, it's, they, they give us the heebie-jeebies. I said what I said. I don't like playing against the Colts. I'd rather play against the Ravens or the Bills or, the, or even the Steelers. I don't know, man. I said what I said. All right, let's go ahead and move on with another AFC South team, the Saints and the Titans. This is a very beautiful game for me with everything that was at stake for this game for myself. I appreciate the Titans for pulling through. But on a serious note, I know Ish didn't watch the game, but I definitely watched the game, and there was some very questionable play, uh, questionable ref calling in that game, and it definitely, let's be real, you know, if you, I'm, I'm gonna be real as a Titans fan, it definitely changed the outcome of the game, especially in that first half. 
there was a questionable roughing the passer call on Ryan Tannehill uh, towards the end of that first half that went from being an interception to uh, a, a touchdown drive uh, going to the half. And uh, it's one of those things that um, when, when quarterbacks talk about being hit, um, let's be real, more of the running quarterbacks, even though Ryan Tannehill is considered a dual threat quarterback, which he, he is, it seems like certain calls don't get called for every quarterback. Uh, we're not going to sit here and just throw race into things. I'm not doing that at all, but we're def- I'm definitely looking at when you see guys like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, um, Justin uh, Fields. Just, I mean, he came out and he complained I mean, about it right after I mean, that. He's, um, he's getting mauled every time that he's that he throws the ball. He's, he's in the pocket. He throws the ball. Second and a half later, he gets hit. He gets no call. You know, and it's and it's the thing that I don't like about certain calls in the NFL is the consistency. Yep. If you're going to call it, let's call it. If we're not going to call it, don't call, don't don't do not call a play. I'm sorry. If there's a call that it needs to be called in the fourth quarter that you would call in the first quarter, call it. If you're going to keep your flag in the fourth quarter like you did in the first, then don't then don't throw that flag. But we need to have more consistency because the difference between the NFL and the NBA and MLB is that every game matters. Seriously, every game matters in the NFL to where each week could cost you your job. And if you are an NFL referee and you're not doing your job, y'all need, these NFL referees need to get reprimanded as well too. Because you have grown men on each side of the ball, offense, defense, coaches, all that stuff like that is out here trying to take care of their families. And you have some of these refs out here that that will miss a call or two and just say, oh, well, you know, my bad. I'll just, I, I, I'll get it next time. And, and you out here literally costing people a roster spot on some of these teams because of the because of the missed calls that you have. So my my deal with this whole situation is if you're going to call the referees, we need you to call it. And don't just only call it for the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Call it throughout the whole season. That's all. Ish. Um, I'm I'm gonna allow you to go. I'm gonna allow you to whine about your your Titans not getting calls all you want to. First off, um, it's, it's actually for, the the opposite. You obviously wasn't paying attention. Titans actually yeah, got a yeah. call. I don't. I didn't want them to get a call because I felt like they shouldn't have got the call. But continue, sir. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, I just want to give a shout out to my main man Deontay Foreman because all the talk about Adrian Peterson being signed and everything, and how he was gonna come in and be the lead back. Uh, Deontay Foreman had a pretty nice day. Um, I mean, actually, it took him seven damn teams to finally get on a damn squad without getting hey, cut, but continue. I, Go I, ahead, I shout out to him. He had a nice day. Um, you know, if he can continue that form, you know, I, again, Tennessee can be very scary if they got a back in the backfield that can make some plays. I mean, he he's starting to look like he's rounding into form. Um, we'll see if that continues, but, uh, he has some flashes for me that I, I actually like what I saw a little bit. Um, and I like where Tennessee is headed as far as my normal prediction in the playoffs when it comes to the Titans and how I expect them to perform. So, um, I'm happy to be on track with that. Other than that, um, yeah, the Saints, I guess they missed Jameis Winston or something, but. I mean, I miss him a little bit, and also let's remember. Let's remind everybody, Alvin Kamara didn't play as well too. So, 
They did have some key some key pieces not there, but they only they only had their all time leading rusher playing. Uh oh, uh oh, you are correct though. You are correct. Mark Ingram did of course take back take I'm sorry take the throne from Deuce McAllister and now is the uh, New Orleans Saints leading rusher. So that is that is something to hang your hat on, Mark Ingram. That's something. Hey, Deuce McAllister. That's that was the guy back yeah, in the two thousands for the Saints. So on serious note though, shout out to Mark Ingram for being the Saints all-time leading rusher. All right, let's go ahead and move on to a team that has nothing but beautiful running backs throughout their history. But this weekend, I don't want to talk oh, about my that. goodness. Oh, we're going to talk about this game. No, we're going to talk about this game. No, we're going to talk about this game. Because after this game, we got another game you, you going, that you definitely not want to talk about, but we're going to talk about this one. And first things first, when it comes to this game, ugh, ish, uh, this was the game that nobody wants to win, and and usually, most of the games that teams don't want to win is usually a Jags versus Texans type of game, and this seemed like I was watching the Texans versus the Jags play in rain, and nobody wanted to win, and the worst thing about this game, honestly though, ish, is the quote from Najee Harris. He ain't no people could tie. Uh-huh. Look, look, bro, look. I'm going to need y'all to stop making excuses for, for football players that have been playing football since they were eight years old. Because what we're not going to do, what we're not going to do is let Najee Harris slide and talk about, oh, I didn't know you could tie in the NFL. Sir, 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 you're, you're in an organization that you might want to read up on the rule books just, just a couple of times. Just so you can know what you're supposed to do and not supposed to, because you're the same person, Najee. I'm, 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 you're a smart person. You went to Alabama. I'm pretty sure you graduated 3.9 and top of the class. I know all that. I got you. My point is this: is Najee. I hope you're also not the guy that didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to have my socks all the way. That's why I got fined. I hope I didn't know that I was supposed. I wasn't supposed to have this this uh wristband on. Oh, now I'm getting fined because seriously, no, Najee. You supposed you should have got fined for that comment. Should have gotten fine because it's a lack of awareness ish. How do you not? How did an NFL players not know that you can tie? Because here's the thing: my, I'm watching the game with my grandma. I, I was watching the ending with my grandma, and my grandma said the same thing. She was just like, "They tied. I don't know you can tie in the NFL." Yes, grandma. You you watch football every weekend, and you didn't know that you could tie. But yes, you can tie in the NFL. Because after overtime is over, I'm sorry, after you've played the 10-minute overtime, nobody has scored, it is a tie football game. The reason why they have done they've done that, and my dad was with us as well too, he, and unfortunately when it comes to some of these older people, they keep thinking that it's still 1970 and 1980, and he was quick to say, well, back in my day, they used to play until... The lights went off. I said, I understand that, Dad. But also, back in your day, these athletes also didn't train 24-7 throughout the whole year. So, with that being said, they're not going to allow these athletes to play a whole nother game just to get three points on the board. With that being said, Ish, this was a very ugly game by both teams. I honestly don't want to talk anymore about this. And... Yeah, this the Steelers at the moment though, unfortunately, are in the playoffs, number four seed in the AFC. But to tie with the Lions, you don't even deserve to be in the playoffs. That's just my opinion, ish. Um, 
My goodness. Um, I don't even want to talk about this team, to be honest. But I have to because for some reason, this team that doesn't want to win games is also a team that is pretty much one game behind Baltimore for the dang AFC North title because no team wants to win the AFC North either. Yeah. So you got this team that doesn't want to win games. They're going over here time with, um, with the Lions of all teams. In their second place in the AFC North, potentially going to win a division. Like, this is horrendous. Um, watching this game made me sick to my stomach. Uh, I was just – I couldn't believe when it got to overtime and it was clear that you did not have a team out there that actually was capable of winning this game. They both were horrible. They were horrible. Um, I guess the only saving grace for Pittsburgh is Ben Roethlisberger was there. But, yeah. It was very true. It was very true. I agree with you on that one. Um, but, yeah, other than that, is, let's go ahead and move on. This game was ugly. And, and, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and move on. But this game, like I said, you might you didn't, definitely didn't want to talk about the Lions still, but you definitely do not want to talk about this Browns-Patriots game. I'll let you go, go first, sir, since you were the one that picked the Browns. Go ahead and go. I wanted to pick the Patriots, okay? I mean, For everybody, everybody, everybody that was there, everybody that wasn't there, we had a discussion right before the show we did. on, on uh, Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and I told him, mm-hmm. I want to go with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then at the last second, for some reason, I think the devil, uh, the devil somehow just uh, got to me. No, it was that little, it was that little OBJ angel and devil on this on your shoulder. That's what yeah, happened. Yeah, OBJ was gone. I was like, oh yeah, they about to ball out because OBJ's mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. And then you listen to the wrong OBJ. You should listen to the to the angel, not the devil. That's what happened. Yeah, they didn't ball out. And um, yeah, the the Patriots are are the real deal. Um, people need to be scared of them. Uh, Mac Jones is performing well. He's doing exactly what you know. People Patriots thought he to was going to do um, with the Patriots. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm actually saying and looking at it now, and I'm. Uh, we talked about it earlier with the Buffalo Bills and them dropping, um, you know, dropping games earlier. New England could end up winning this division. I would not be surprised if New England wins this division. Uh, yeah. We talked about it before the season started that it, you know potentially New England could hang around and sneak one out. Um, it looks like it's becoming more of a possibility for them. Uh, for Cleveland, they just got to get healthy, man. Figure it out. Get healthy. Um, you need Kareem Hunt. You need um, Nick Chubb back. Once you have those two guys back, I think maybe you find a little bit more consistency. Uh, but uh, it's the same thing that we were just talking about with Pittsburgh. It, no, There isn't a team in the AFC North right now that I can say clearly wants to win the AFC North. Like, they are finding ways to choke it away, throw it away. Um, I don't know what what they're doing. Cleveland was at one time first. Now they're last in the division. Um, I don't know. It, it's a health thing. For me, It's they need to get healthy, and then we'll see what happens. For me, honestly, I'm just very impressed with besides the win that the Patriots have won, won is the way that they won. Um, dominating. I mean, dominating both sides of the ball, dominating uh, first half, second half, and 
letting the Browns know that, you know, we're going to shut down your running game and we want Baker to beat us and Baker did not beat them. Of course, Baker got hurt in that third quarter and, and even coming into that game ish, you know, I, I said to you, you know, Chubb is not going to be there. Are you sure you believe in the Browns? Yes. You, you said I yes. Still, I still wanted to, I still wanted to believe somehow. I don't know. I just, I just felt like it, Belichick was going to do what Belichick does and he's going to take away what you like to do and take away your number one option. And, and it just seemed like, uh, uh, I'm sorry. It just seemed like, uh, Baker Mayfield just wasn't ready for that. And not even at this, all. Let's just be real. Not even Baker. I'm not even going to put it all on Baker. There's the Browns as a team. It's just like the Browns as a team just was not prepared. was not ready at all to take on this Bill Belichick type of team. And before we move on to the next topic, I just want to throw out the Patriots' schedule. This week they play the Falcons. Next week they play the Titans. Week after that, like they play the Bills, Colts, Bills, Jags, and the Dolphins. I mean, ish. I, it's a very favorable schedule for them to, besides make the playoffs, to actually have a maybe a second, third seed in the AFC to make a run. And even though they don't have Brady, they still have Belichick. And and as long, you know, one thing I, I will say on this show because we I think we talked about this last week. You know, we, people make the joke that coaching doesn't matter. That's bullshit. I, I I will tell people straight up all the time. Yes, coaching matters. Because we've seen players play better because of coaching, we've seen players play worse because of coaching, right? We 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 see how certain coaches are able to play I'm sorry, to coach better as a coordinator compared to a head coach, and vice versa. So, coach, when people say coaching doesn't matter, let's let's remind everybody: those are the people that probably didn't play for sports. I'm just gonna let everybody know that right now. Just it is what it is. But yes, coaching does matter, and the way that the Patriots were able to take control of that game and 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 do what they need to do was a hell of a job and we have to definitely keep an eye out on the Patriots moving forward. Let's go to the comment section right quick. Chad Bow said Saints missing a lot. Taysom Hill is hurt again too. Like I said, I ain't I, I ain't hearing nothing that from nobody. Saints, Saints fans, Chiefs fans, Raider fans, I don't care. Everybody got injuries. I don't care. Lee also says I know we say one game uh can't he said can't determine a team's future, but brother, Steelers showed they don't have the heart. Sheesh. I mean, heart. That's. I mean, that's 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 something that can't be measured. But I res I respect where you're coming from. It's. I don't know. You talk to Steelers fan. I mean, you talk to Steelers players. I think they'll look at you crazy for telling them they ain't got no heart. I don't know. That's. I wouldn't say that organization that don't have heart. I'll say somebody else, but not that one. All right, Vikings Chargers. We'll talk about this very briefly. Ish, it looks like the Chargers are are going back into the Anthony Lynn days because it seems like when the Chargers take two steps forward, they are taking three to four steps backwards, unfortunately. And one thing I also will say is, Chargers, please stop wearing the combination of blue and yellow because every time you wear that combination jerseys, y'all play like crap. And I, and I feel like everybody in the organization don't like that jersey combination. So stop wearing that. Y'all find a way to lose this game, and Kirk Cousins did what he does this whole season, except for against the Dallas Cowboys. But Kirk Cousins had him a hell of a game and took care of business, and now we got to talk about Kirk maybe being mediocre once again. 
Um, yeah, to, for me, what I learned from this game is the Chargers just don't seem to be ready to be in the discussion uh, for top team in the AFC. I think I, um, I think we, we rushed a little bit to give them that praise and uh, heap that on them. Justin Herbert, it is just his second season, and he appears to be having some of that um, young quarterback uh, struggles just like – it's, it's too inconsistent, not only from Justin Herbert, but from the entire team. It's just too inconsistent from the Chargers. Uh, one week they look like um, the cream of the crop, and the next week they look like a team that uh, really just shouldn't – just average, really, at, at this point. So um, I don't think they're ready yet. I think that they, they may still need another season, um, although we thought maybe this would be the season. Uh, I think they need another season. Um, don't get me wrong. The Vikings are a very good team. Like we've said all season, they've been playing really well. Uh, they took care of business. Um, I'm interested to see how they continue down that path. Uh, but for me, the observation I had is just that the Chargers just aren't ready for big time yet. No, I definitely have to agree with you. I'll just keep it short. Uh, yeah, just very disappointing Chargers and hoping the same with, you know, they're not taking the steps back like they did with the Dolphins, but uh, wanting them to take that next step. And it just seems like it's not going to happen this season. And the excuse, of course, can be, hey, we have a rookie head coach. You know, we're still learning, you know, this, that, and the third. And, you know, that's something that they can learn, that can take going into next season. But just they have too much talent. I just I just feel like they have a lot of talent this season and they can – they could make they could make a run, but they are just letting games that they shouldn't let slip away slip away from them. All right, Panthers and the Cardinals. This is a very interesting game. Um, people knew, of course, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins were not going to play, but I don't think a lot of people expected the Panthers to jump on the Cardinals the way that they did early in the game. And of course, the quick two touchdowns from Mr. Cameron Newton, saying letting people know that he is back and. Um, the, 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 but the one thing that I want to take away from this game really ish is besides the Panthers winning and taking care of business on the road, is this a sustainable type of performance that Cam Newton can have moving forward? Because let's remind everybody, this is, we're in week 10, like this is not week one. This is, you know, this middle of the season can Cam really come in and actually take the Panthers on a playoff run? Because at the moment, like you said, Ish, all these NFC South teams are in the playoffs. So the playoffs were to start. The Carolina Panthers would be uh, the number seven seed in the NFC. But moving forward, and I'll just check out the schedule right quick for the Carolina Panthers. This upcoming week, I think it's a very good week for Cam to be motivated and have a hell of a game because you're playing against your former head coach, Ron Rivera. You're playing against Washington football team. They're coming in the Carolina. This is a very emotional game for them and, and for Cam and also the whole team. After that, you play the Dolphins. You play the, uh, the Falcons, the Bills, the Buccaneers, the Saints, and the Buccaneers. It's for me, I have to see what happens over the next three to four weeks with the Panthers for me to take them seriously because for them to end the season with three divisional games and two of them against the Bucks, that's tough. And I'm not saying that Cam is done. I'm not saying that Cam cannot play. I'm not saying that at all. But it seems like at the moment, Bill Belichick made a decision that he feels very content with 
with picking Mac Jones over Cam Newton. So I want to see how this plays out for Carolina Panthers. I want Cam to succeed. I want Carolina to, to you know, play up to their potential. But it just seems like there's so much going on in Carolina with, of course, you know, the paying of Teddy, paying of Sam Darnold. You know, besides the money stuff, it just seems like, you know, there's just a lot going on. But if this if this is the energy and everything that they want coming into Carolina and they're happy and they're winning games, then shout out to the Panthers. Um, yeah. So, uh, for the Panthers, I do think that they can, um, they can get themselves further into the conversation, depending on how Cam Newton plays, um, word on the street is Cam Newton's going to start, uh, the game in this upcoming week, which I mean, if you're getting Cam Newton of old, the MVP Cam Newton, then I mean, wow, what a steal. If you're getting Cam Newton from last year with the Patriots, uh, yeah, don't want to see it, uh, and it's not going to turn out well. So we're going to have to wait and see really what happens there based on what team they put around him, how they call plays for him, and um, how quickly he adapts in um, his play. But um, for the Cardinals, you know, with all the people out, we're, I'm going to give them the I'm going to give them a pass this week. Cliff, we're going to probably have to have a talk though. Um, just to make sure that you're in the right spot and that you understand this uh, Kyler Murray and uh, DeAndre Hopkins absent is not going to excuse um, a terrible performance because um, while those guys were out, I don't see how you let uh, this Carolina team that has been struggling over the past couple of weeks to just jump out on top of you and end up being you 34 to 10. Yeah, I, I, I didn't understand. I mean, the, the the past let's be real, the past three weeks of NFL football has been whack, wacky. So, yeah, I just leave it at that. All right, let's go ahead and talk about this game very briefly. The main reason why I want to talk about this is just because of the Packers defense. I talked to Ish about this in the pre-show. It's not a sexy game to say, oh, you know, the Packers won seventeen zero against the Seahawks, but it's sexy because of. It seems like the Packers' defense is coming along later on in the season, and that's something that a lot of people that are Aaron Rodgers fans talk about all the time is he's just not able to have a top top 10 defense. A lot of the times his defense are bottom 15, and for him to finally have a decent defense is going to be very – um, exciting to watch this Packers team make a run because if they are legit and if this da- this defense is as good as the, the Super Bowl run that the Packers made on, then again, it makes the NFC that much tougher to see who's going to be those two teams in that NFC championship game because nothing is solidified at all. Like nothing. Cowboys to the Super Bowl. Here you go. Nothing, nothing is solidified at all, especially with the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. But um, you know, we, we got hey, we got Green Bay at number one, Arizona at number two, the Cowboys at three, Rams at four, Tampa Bay at five, New Orleans at six, and Carolina at seven. And then I mean you can either say Green Bay and Dallas, Dallas and Cardinals, Cardinals and Rams, Rams and Tampa Bay. I mean you can mismatch all you want to, but for the Packers, if you have a hell of a defense and you had that bad man in the backfield, you have an opportunity. Uh, I think pump the brakes. Let's wait and see. Um, like I said in the pre-show, 
um, before we got on. Uh, I think the next coming weeks will tell us a little bit more when they face some of these better offenses. I believe they have Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings uh, this coming week. So I do think that that's going to be their first test. I want to see how they perform against them before I just, you know, claim that this is one of the better defenses that Aaron Rodgers has and he actually has a shot. Like, I'm going to wait and see how they perform against some of these better offenses before I uh, give them that uh, classification. Uh, but I can see what you're saying. It has been encouraging from this defense. They've played a lot better than they have in the past, and they are giving this team an opportunity to go deep in the playoffs. Should they make it, I can see them going all the way to the conference championship game and then losing to the Cowboys because Cowboys to the Super Bowl. All right. Anyways, here you go. All right, let's go ahead and finish it off for tonight on Sunday Night Football, Chiefs versus Raiders. Um, hey, the, the Chiefs, man, I'm going to let you go, go let, let you go ahead and take this one. Nish. Go ahead and talk about no, um, you know, I'm not going to get too high like I've been saying for the past couple of weeks. So we're not getting too high. We're not getting too low. Uh, just taking it one game at a time. I mean, uh, this is exactly what they needed. They needed to come out, prove that they can. Uh, move the ball methodically on offense, prove that they can stop people on defense, uh, do what they need to do to win these games. Um, I'm not I'm not exactly going to jump um, to their defense and say that, oh, uh, the Chiefs are back. Oh, they look like the Chiefs are old. I'm just going to say this. It was an encouraging performance. And now you got to look towards Dallas and you got to beat Dallas at home. So we're just going to take it one game at a time. The next opponent is Dallas. We're going to, you know, take what Dallas gives us. We're going to not throw the ball to Trevon Diggs. Um, and we're going to let the, you know, we're going to let the of uh, the defense, you know, make a stop if we need to trust in them. And then on offense, take exactly what is there um, and then take the shot when it's available. So, yeah, it like I said, it was encouraging. But at the same time, I'm not jumping up and down and saying, oh, they're back. Oh, you know, it's the Chiefs old. Oh, they got their swagger back. I know there was a lot of jokes about that after the game. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes talking about they got their swagger back. Yeah, let's see how you do against Dallas before we just come out here and start saying we got our swagger back. Well, Travis Kelsey got his beard back, so that's how you know he got his swagger back. So I know for sure he got his swagger back. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. On a serious note, though, real talk, yes, next week's our, this upcoming game with Chiefs and, and Cowboys, we're going to tell a lot about both teams. I'm excited for that game. I think that game going to be definitely prime time. That's, that's a game that's going to be on that second slate of the NFL game. So, Man, that's that's going to be a really really good one to see how good both teams are. We a lot of people still have question marks on the Cowboys. They don't believe in them. A lot of people still have question marks on the Chiefs. Don't feel like that they can have that second half run. So it's going to be interesting on both teams. All right, Lee says agree. The play calling was highly encouraging this game. That's my big takeaway. Raiders play too high all game, and they, they finally, finally had great yep, play calling. Finally so. called the right plays against too high. So, all right, let's go ahead and finish it off with these two topics for tonight. Let's go ahead and do see what happened was, and then we'll also, of course, finish it off with Mr. Slain that thing for the week. So, Ish, let's go ahead and start off with you for see what happened was. See what had happened was I wasn't in my right mind when I chose the dang Denver Broncos and Theodore because yeah. I'm tired. I told X, I told X, I told X, I you told, told him you told me. right before the show. I'm not picking the Broncos anymore. Mm -hmm. Theodore, as long as Theodore is the starting quarterback, I'm not picking them anymore. I mean, after seeing what Theodore did to allow this man, Darius Slay, to score a touchdown, 
I'm sorry to pile it on you, Theodore, but I'm no, I'm not picking you anymore, man. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Theodore has just he's abomination um to this Denver Bronco team. I don't know why they didn't let my boy Mr. Put the bag on and just go. carry it for the squad. Drew Locke Drew Lock needs to start the next game. I don't want to see Theodore out there anymore. Drew Locke needs to start the game. I'm done with Theodore. You, you're on a one-year deal, so you chose not to tackle anybody. Good, because you're going to ride the bench the rest of the year. That's first it. of all, first of all, he's nope. a smart person for not even making tackles. Nope. Don't make, don't be like Baker Mayfield out here. Don't be like Andrew Luck. Don't do it. No, nope. don't him. do it. He could trip him. He no, nope. even just stood in. I his wouldn't way. done. Nope, like, nope. Go on the sideline. Go to the sideline. Nope, nope. Oh no. Nope. Go to sideline. No. Like eat like Peyton no. Manning. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady can fall down and get away with it. So can no, anybody I else? Can no, nope. I don't hear it. I don't, don't want to hear it either. I want to hear it. Theodore, he could have done so many things. No, I don't, want, I don't want my quarterback making tackles. My quarterbacks, my quarterbacks are not. They don't practice tackling. Quarterbacks never practice tackling. I don't want my quarterback go make a tackle so they can break their damn thumb. You so they can make their damn break their damn thumb and, and not be and not be able to throw the ball for the next six months. Getting in someone's way and slowing them down. Ish. Yeah, you, there are ways to tackle. Yes, you should know this. No. You are a defensive player. Yes, don't, I don't no. hear that. Okay. No, no. Okay. He didn't have okay. to tackle him. He just had to get in his way and slow him down. That's it. He could trip them. I I mean, I'd rather take a tripping penalty. And I would just blatantly. I want, I want Teddy to get, get out the way. Feet. I want oh, Teddy to okay. get the hell out the way. No. All right, I'll do my see what happened was. And it was going to be, I'm not going to lie, it was going to be watch, uh, Buccaneers watch the football team. But I want to go ahead and make the switch because the Las Vegas Raiders are a team that loves to ride off of their every everybody against, you know, us against the world. You know, everybody mm -hmm. hates us. You know, we hate y'all. We, we love the, we are the Raiders. In the last couple of years, they've just been talking all this mess about how they own the Kansas City Chiefs and they got them figured out and this, that, and the third. And to watch the Raiders get number flipped, and what I mean by that is they scored 14 and the other team scored 41. For y'all to get done up like that at home and to have the cherry on top be, like I said earlier about Deshaun Jackson, to have this fool catch a goddamn pass, try to make a move, get the ball popped out of his hand, and then you want to talk about lack of effort? No. You want to talk about lack of effort? That's Deshaun Jackson after he after he got the ball taken away from him. So I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater any day than Deshaun Jackson. And after that play, let's just be real. I have had some people go back and forth with me, talk about, oh, Deshaun Jackson can still play. He can run routes. He can do this. He can do it. Y'all obviously have not paid attention this year with the Rams because there was a play that this man – Burnt the, the corner, caught a pass, and should have scored. But Deshaun Jackson is not 2013 Deshaun Jackson anymore. He got he got caught from behind, and that's when I knew, okay, Deshaun, it's time for you to hang him up. Because your specialty is speed, sir. Deshaun Jackson's specialty is speed. Not not being not being regular, not being a, a four six guy. It's four three four four, Deshaun. And you ain't got it no more. I respect you trying to get your checks, get your money, do what you gotta do, but it's over. It's time for you to hang it up. It's over. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to Mr. Slang that thing for the uh Mr. Slang that thing for the weekend and ish. I'll go ahead and let you go first. 
There's only one correct answer. Patrick Mahomes, man. Patrick Mahomes. That's the yeah. only correct answer that yeah. is out there this week. I'll, I'll I mean, go ahead and I'll add on with you, sir. I'll go ahead and say it, it's Patty Mahomes. I mean, 400, 400 yards, yards, five, five touchdowns. touchdowns. I mean, man, it's, come on. it's not even really a competition for this week. Patty Mahomes did what he did, and this, I'll let you go right quick. Yeah, I mean, he came out. He did what what he's been saying that he was gonna do, and like uh, like Lee uh, Lee already mentioned, the play calling uh, against too high. Finally, we've been calling for it. We've been asking, can we get some better play calls? Can we try try to work uh, underneath this too high and see what they're giving us? And um, they actually did it. Travis Kelsey had a game because they actually called some plays in the middle of the field and attacked the too high safeties. So I mean. Patrick Mahomes, you went out there, you did what you were supposed to do because just because they called the right plays, you still got to execute. You did that um, to a tune of 406 for five touchdowns. I'll say that again. He's Mr. And, he's, and right he's tied with about, I think, four other quarterbacks to uh, uh, when it comes to the, the most that they've had in their career. And, of course, Patty still has probably another 10 more years to play, and he's on a list with Peyton Manning and Brett Favre and uh-huh. Tom Brady uh, on a list that's very, of course, that's very, very significant. And, and uh, of course, as I always will, will say-ish, I know people don't believe me, but I will always give credit where credit is due. And Patty was, was able to, uh, you know, we had a lot of question marks. A lot of people had a lot of question marks of him throughout the season to say, hey, this is a bad season. But, you know, with a game like that, will we'll allow you to tell yourself, hey, you know, we're, we can do this. Let's get back on track and let's make a run at it. So shout out to Patty on that one. And, uh before we get up out of here, let's, of course, remind everybody that Le'Veon Bell did get cut from the Baltimore Ravens, yes, so he did. is a free agent at the moment. So if you do want a running back, he is available. But let's just be real. It just seems like Le'Veon Bell is is pretty much done. So uh, let's, before we get up out of here for tonight, we'll go ahead and, of course, show the pickums for this week. And, of course, that one represents the Lions and the Steelers. I hate the Lions so much, but... At the moment, the uh, uh, X Williams is 95-54-1, and Ish is 90-59-1. And in the Fantasy Football League standings on the NFC side, number one is Smokey Joe. Number two, Kiss the Baby. Number three, Shea, uh, Club Shay Shay. Number four, Bishop Sycamore. Number five, Brady's Mavericks. Number six, Bay Area Bully. And they, on the AFC side, number one, just another title run. Number two, Colonel Flanders Chicken. Number three, CD's Nuts. Number four, B-Rocka. Number five, Thanos was right. And number six, Deadman Dooley. All righty then. That'll wrap it up for tonight. We did go a little over, but it's all good. We had to. We got to make sure we cover some things for week 10. It was a very interesting week. This upcoming week 11, got to have some really, really good games, especially in that second slate of, of, of NFL games. I'm excited-ish. I cannot wait. I, oh, before, before, though, we do get up out of here, I want to say to everybody that is tuning in on the podcast, I greatly appreciate everybody. At the moment, we have over 800 total streams throughout our podcast, so we definitely appreciate that. We are aiming for that 1K mark. Uh, it looks like we might be able to get there around New Year's Eve, New Year's Day time frame, so I'm hoping we're able to get that, but... I'm very, very happy and pleased with everybody that's been tuning in on a weekly basis. I appreciate all y'all. We're getting, we're getting more and more listeners every week. So we're just trying to do what we do best. We love us some football. We talk about it, and we we appreciate y'all for tuning in. So 
With that being said, we appreciate everybody once again. We will see y'all next week for, of course, our pregame show on Sunday, Monday Night Football Halftime Show, of course, on Monday, and, of course, our Tuesday recap on Tuesday night as well. Thank you, Ish, for being here. I need to, you need to go ahead and get you in the bag or get you some rest. You had a long drive, and we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Love y'all. See y'all next week. Peace.